Resorts, homes and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Hi, I'm Fred Hooper, and this is Pacific Prepared, being produced from our neighbours in Timor-Leste this week. Pacific Prepared is a show all about natural disasters, climate change and traditional knowledge and how those things are all connected, and you'll hear about that through stories from right across the Pacific. Each week we work with local reporters, they're on the ground letting us know what's happening in this space and what people want to hear about. On today's show, we'll hear from reporters from Timor-Leste's national broadcaster, RTTL, and see how they cover disasters and what kind of pressures they face as journalists to tell their stories to the rest of the world. Also, the challenge of getting the message across to people. The message of preparing for natural disasters, why it's important to keep these messages flowing to communities right across the Pacific. And a huge meeting in Tonga recently, all about early warning systems and what the next steps are from here. That's all coming up on this program produced from Timor-Leste this week. This is Pacific Prepared. We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but it did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. As we mentioned at the top, Pacific Prepared is coming to you from Timor-Leste this week, which faces a lot of similar challenges to Pacific countries when it comes to natural disasters, climate change, and where traditional knowledge fits within that space. Radio Television Timor-Leste, or RTTL, is the national broadcaster in the country. We spoke with a couple of their journalists to find out how they're feeling about reporting on natural disasters from the more regional areas in Timor-Leste. Mariana Martins, Mariano, what's, what's been your experience of reporting on natural disasters and climate change in Timor-Leste? So I usually cover uh, this news on disaster, but I haven't done any live yet, but I do strike news. When the, the, when the disaster happens, I collect the data and the information and I publish it. And do you kind of feel extra pressure living in a municipality outside of Timor to be able to tell people not only in Dili but people beyond Timor-Leste as well what's happening in your municipalities? Sing, but here information 
hau publika sempre primeiro baseia ba dados ne bemaka serviço muito com usually when there is a disaster he will do reporting and then on the reporting he will mention i mean the local authority and civil protections and on his news he focus on how this kind of people who are affected by the flooding or the disaster can be helped by the local authority so the pressure is like how to make those people help the community but according to him most in his experience most of his posts most of his news usually when he release it or he publish it there is always actions i mean from uh, local authority and civil protection people to have to help those communities affected by the disaster what sort of disasters um, have you been covering So I mostly cover uh, natural disasters like flooding, uh, landslide, which is destroy uh, uh, public facilities like road, bridges, and also uh, some other uh, building. Uh, for flooding, it mostly destroy community houses and also uh, also kind of like uh, some fam most family they lose their. Uh, livestock because of that and there some of them uh, lose their uh, food stock as well because of that and yeah mostly and also during a dry season but it's nothing compared to the wet season mostly natural disaster happening during the wet season kona bailoronaro sira aning iha iha aning masasa dalaruma umaida ida makona ne haus Desastre kono ba anin sobu sing, mabe mayoria ne ma desastre da inundasang homota homota sobu ne. How do you feel as a reporter covering these natural disasters and seeing what's happening to people in your country? In primero lugar ita sinte triste, hane sang ita niya municipio rasik makasoro desastre ita sent. So I I could say that said. To be honest, most of the disasters that I cover, I feel sad. I feel not only sad, but very sad. Because when natural disaster uh, happens, it's not only affected one or two person, but mostly the whole community. Why I'm saying that? Because the whole community, because the road is destroyed, the bridge is destroyed, public facilities destroyed. When this kind of uh, building and facilities are destroyed, people people are no longer access to it and it affects the whole community. And another one is also the victims. When people suffer from natural disaster, when I see the, their life and they, the way they live, it's kind of like bring me, uh, it makes me sad. Because imagine they, when they are affected by the natural disaster, it affects also their uh, their life economically because they have to find they, they have to look for money again to build the house and those kind of stuff. Although I'm, I'm surely I'm a reporter, but I'm human too, and I feel very sad when I see this kind of stuff. Hello, ita hane sam pessoal alen de jornalista mas itemos sente triste a hareba situação ida le. Dia kahamnya narang kompleto Aurelia da Costa Madeira, hausi munisipu mana tutu, agora dalam servisu iha RTTL nudar jurnalista destakado iha munisipu mana tutu. Okay, my name is Aurelia and I'm from Manatutu Municipality. Currently, I'm working for RTTL, but based in Manatutu Municipality. How do you feel as a journalist living in a remote part of Timor Leste, 
reporting on things that are very important to your local community, in, in, you know, around natural disasters. Nu dar zornalista era bine stăcă în municipiu, a senti triste tebe stambalig. So, from uh, as a reporter and also as a journalist, I feel uh, great, and uh, sometimes also I feel sa- I feel sad as, as well at the same time, because in my municip- municipality, especially from the south coast, use those are the area that mostly affected during the disaster, because when the disaster occurred, those people in my, or those communities they cannot access to uh, they cannot access to market and some other public facilities because their way are their ways are blocked by the. Uh, some disaster and it affects them because they cannot bring their product to the market and which is affect their their life and their families economically sentia preocupa e senti triste liga ho situação será bem sempre acontecer e a hanu munisipal prasig liba liga para disaster será and being such a young person how do you feel about um, being a journalist and do you feel pressure to get those stories out too? I could say that all this time since I'm joining uh, seems I'm working as a journalist I could say that I have a, re- a great collaboration with my local authority because during uh, if during the wet season in case any disaster occurs I always get a contact from the village chief and local authority to ask me and to ask my team to go and do the coverage regarding the disaster. So far, they, those local authorities, they always want the, the news uh, and the information or so the event that occur in their village or in their area to be published, I mean, to, to be shown to the world. And which is good. For me, I can see that there is no pressure because I have a good uh, uh, collaborations and coordinations with the local authorities. How do you feel as well uh, as, as a journalist, as a person reporting on these issues that are affecting people in Timor-Leste? To be honest, I'm very proud. I would like to say that I'm very proud with this, uh, this job because as, as journalists, if there is something happen, I'm not, I always like cross-check the data. Instead of uh, hearing from listening uh, from people, I go directly to the location and check what is happening in the community, what is uh, what kind of event is that, what kind of disaster is that. I check with them. I always double check everything before I go there uh, to make sure that this is the real information that I get. And I'm very happy with that because I cover something that help at least help community to be aware of something that will happen or something that already happened to them. So I'm very proud as a journalist. Oh, Fotin fat informasaun serane atune habel publika ba iha publiko atune bele tulung na fatin komunidadi serane be hetan sofre ba disaster generas. Thanks to RTTL journalists Marian Martins and Aurelia Costa Madida. People's lives have been affected by disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. See, all the signs are coming, so we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific prepared. Okay, my name is Tasha Goretti. I'm from Atauru Island, East Timor-Leste. Uh, you're listening to Pacific Prepare.
training, workshops, warnings, things that people in the Pacific might be used to, especially when it comes to natural disasters. The Red Cross in Samoa says that even though members of the community have training and they hear the warnings, it's still not a perfect system. Pacific Prepared reporter and Samoa National Radio 2AP journalist Maui Lutamose has this story. Um, we are all aware of what has been happening around the world with so much serious um, natural disasters, such as cyclones, earthquakes, flooding, wildfire, and much more, which kills many. Is this an alert for Samoa Red Cross in terms of preparations for what might happen during the upcoming wet season in Samoa? Yes, certainly. Um, in fact, uh, the nature of Red Cross work is to ensure that everyone is well prepared at all times. Uh, and there's a continuity of um, the CDCRM program, which coordinates by the National Disaster Management Office, where we um, train the village communities to be prepared. Uh, so part of that program is what... Um, Red Cross and, and its partners um, do each and every uh, month of the year. Uh, because of this, because we have to make sure that when uh, disasters happen, we are we are we are ready, you know, to to respond. And as well as looking at the economical side of things, you know, because we believe that um, you know uh, there would be a lot of finances uh, spent, you know, when damages and, and, and losses happen uh, in, in any disaster. And, and we thought that to ensure we do, we, we uh, are proactive in, in being readiness, you know, we would be able to, to save a lot of, um, of these resources for other better development uh, uh, programs. And, and, and yes, um, a lot of um, climate-related actions, you know, arise from this uh, community disaster and climate risk management program that we run. You know, uh, in, in one scenario, we have seen that uh, when things happen, despite all the trainings and uh, the programs that we run around the community, you know, people are still negligent, you know, uh, they, they're still, um, complacent at times. And, and, and they never look at how, how ready they are, you know, despite the weather bulletins that come about, uh, day in, day out. And, 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 and we started, um, dialoguing with our weather people, you know, the meteorological office. Uh, in Samoa to, to also look at whether our communities, uh, you know, understand the technical and um, language that they are using uh, through uh, the weather bulletins that, that comes out. So we created uh, an early warning, early action project uh, specifically to translate the weather bulletin for the sake of our communities to ensure that when hazards arise, you know, um, they will be ready in advance to, to tackle these uh, problems, you know, before they become disasters or before they um, affect the lives of many of our people especially their properties and, 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 and the environment. 
So it, it, I think it works well because uh, here we are working together with our meteorological uh, people uh, to, for them to project their weather bulletin and for the Red Cross to translate the technicalities of the weather bulletin and for people of the community to respond and, and to understand, you know, um, the timing of when weather bulletins are on the alerts and on the warning uh, stages of how these things uh, go about so that by the time the real thing happens, you know, they are all ready uh, to respond and, 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 and to be away from the unsafe uh, situation, especially um, evacuating to higher grounds and, and so forth. So, yes, uh, you know, we are very much aware and we are not resting. You know, we are, we are doing a lot of uh, climate-related projects at this point in time. Just last week, we were in Savai working with our market people um, in, on a project for Market for Change, you know, targeting the women vendors you know, who, who are selling their goods in the marketplaces because we want these places to be as safe as possible, uh, uh, given uh, some of the emergencies that happened in the past when our largest marketplace uh, was damaged by fire and, and we, we don't want these things to happen again. So while we are at this point of, uh, in time of, um, of preparing and gearing up for the next cyclone season, we thought, you know, this is a good space for us to start working on these um, emergencies that are still happening around us so that when bigger things come our way, you know, we are already and set to, to respond uh, more uh, effectively. Yeah. So um, at this point in time, we are, our country is also preparing towards the 2024 um, Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Samoa. And, and the same goes for all those preparations. You know, there are lots of assets that we have identified that may unlikely, you know, happen or whatever the cause may be. But, you know, it's a matter of uh, looking at reviewing our plans and laws in disasters to make sure that, you know, um, uh, we are ready when these bigger events happen in our country. Uh, we are also running monthly simulations, you know, with a lot of workplaces and uh, as well as villages, you know, with various scenarios, uh, ranges from tsunami, cyclone, even terrorism, you know, is on our list now because we never know uh, for all the migrations that happening now and people are traveling from place to place, you know, one of these days, you know, similar events may happen, but we at least know what to do, you know, when, when these assets and disasters happen. Yeah, so, so it's an ongoing uh, program. And, and at the same time, we are also engaging our communities to be part of the act because we, we can't do it alone on our own as workplaces, but we have to make sure the community who will, you know, suffer the brunt of all of these disasters can be part of it because it's actually them that respond 
uh, initially before, you know, the, the, the trained one comes uh, for the rescue. Thanks to Pacific Prepared reporter and Samoa National Radio 2AP journalist Maui Lutamose. I'm just holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to Pacific Prepared. If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific, which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's just a good way for you to connect with us. You can share information. Maybe you're working on something that's related to this program, or maybe you've got some feedback for us. There's also heaps of links on there that you might be interested in, like Pacific Beat, for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific. The easiest way to get in touch is to search for ABC Pacific and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section, and there's lots of ways to get in touch there. Disaster is part of our life, and recovering is also part of our life. As you see, they're smiling despite the devastation. That's how we are. You are listening to Pacific Prepare. There's been a big meeting in Tonga recently. Government and scientists have been talking about early warning systems in the Pacific, especially early warning systems for tsunamis, and what was learnt from the 2022 Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcanic eruption and tsunami. Pacific Prepared reporter and Tonga Broadcasting Commission journalist Anasiu Falakano has this story. Tonga hosted the 30th session of the Intergovernmental Coordination Group for the Pacific Tsunami Warning and Medication System this week. The aim of the meeting was to strengthen their knowledge on multi-hazard early warning systems in the Pacific for a small country like Tonga, an early warning system is key. Just last year, the country experienced the volcanic eruption of Hunga Tonga Apai, which generated tsunamis and no warnings were issued. The eruption last year came as a shock to scientists at the Pacific Tsunami Warning System, as this was the first time for them to gather information from a tsunami generated by a volcano. As usual, they only deal with tsunamis triggered by earthquakes. As such, the CEO of MADEC, Sione Akaola, highlighted the importance for partner countries to seek more information to fully understand the nature of volcanic eruptions that generate tsunamis. The aim is to help scientists and Tonga be more prepared for a similar event in the future. We cannot address tsunami threats effectively if we continue to work in isolation. The government of Tonga believes that a strengthened cooperation with the scientific community in critical to address our limited local capacity to effectively prepare and respond to tsunamis. Indeed, this, te- this technical workshop is critical to, t- to the safety and security of the Pacific Tsunami Warning System states and its people. On behalf of the government of Tonga, I commend your tireless effort in striving towards a tsunami-resilient Pacific basin. Meanwhile, the chair of the International Union of Geodesy and Geophysics, Dr. Yushiro Tanioka, says what happened last year was a learning process for Tonga and overseas countries, especially scientists who study tsunami to gather more information on tsunamis and not just limited to earthquakes. 
This is more important to trigger the tsunami warning system like PTWS and ICD to think about uh, how the, this kind of a tsunami can forecast it are enough for people to evacuate. And particularly, very important for island country, volcanic island countries such as Japan, New Zealand, Tonga, and those uh, islands, which are the volcanoes, also very close to the sea. So for this uh, situation, this IDC uh, PDWS, the meeting to present, making a, such a workshop to present in this year in Tonga. And that was discussing in uh, Paris with Sasha uh, Rabinovich, Professor Rabinovich, and the Nishimae-san in JMA to having a, such a, a, a workshop in here. And the program was working together with many scientists and uh, uh, PTWC uh, peoples, and such as uh, Laura Kong and uh, Bill Fryer from New Zealand, was making this program. And I hope that this program <coughs> and first understand the mechanism of uh, tsunami and discussing about local disaster in here in Tonga and find out and discuss how that uh, tsunami warning system should be made for such uh, uh, tsunamis. And I hope this workshop will be successful. The meeting included an overview from Tonga on the results of the survey from last year's tsunami, what actually happened, what was being done in terms of the early warning system and the recovery efforts. Thanks to Pacific Prepared Reporter and Tonga Broadcasting Corporation journalist, Anasiu Falakauna, for that story. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. Hi, I'm Dino. I'm from Timor-Leste. You're listening to... (laughs) Hi, I'm Dino. I'm from Timor-Leste. You're listening to Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared is supported with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific including Radio New Zealand Pacific, National Broadcasting Corporation of Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Fijian Broadcasting Corporation, Samoa National Radio 2AP, Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation and Tonga Broadcasting Commission. If you're working on something that's related to this program, let us know because we'd love to tell everyone about it. Maybe you've got a story idea, a personal experience to share, a topic to cover, or someone that you think we should meet. The easiest way to get in touch is to search for Pacific Prepared and then scroll down to the Connect with Pacific Prepared section. You can also listen back to the program. Just type Pacific Prepared into your search engine and you'll find us.
part of the aim of this program is to start conversations about natural disasters, climate change and how traditional knowledge links them all together. Again, a special thank you to Radio Television Timor-Leste, otherwise known as RTTL, for hosting Pacific Prepared this week. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information that you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared. <laughs>